0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 398 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 398. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in the marketing of the hospitality industry. Let's do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which airs every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. So then, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week are five... The first one uh, we have discussed in times past for different reasons, similar in context, different in purpose today, based on our technique discussion. And that is Brandalyzer.com, B-R-A-N-A-L-Y-Z-E-R.com. Brandalyzer.com is a good first touch tool for looking at brand value. It's a chance to kind of peek not only at yourself, but at competitors. Simply putting in the URL and it will analyze the anticipated traffic, its relative indexing, the keywords most preferably used, its current advertisement, relative potential budget, its social impact, social planned. if there's any... Um, what are the top pages to it? Uh, who's in direct competition to them? Uh, is there a CRM program with them? It's a great all-in-one touch tool. I use it to give a sense of stick in the sand, and there's some relevant hard numbers to it. It comes up with some interesting extrapolations as to current lifetime value of a guest, uh, total acquisition value based on metrics of travel, based on dollars, and for that reason, there's some level of interpretation value that can go on with that, but it's a great first step tool for especially for our technique discussion today so brandalizer.com. second tool i want to bring into the conversation today is ispinage i-s-p-i-o-n-a-g-e.com ispinage i-s-p-i-o-n-i-o-n-a-g-e.com yeah that's it that's the one just make sure reading it again this one is a great snapshot of looking at a competitor or yourself, I mean, you should know what you're spending, but if you wanted to look at it to see how accurate this impact is, iSpinage is great. Uh, to give you a good uh, start point, drawback to iSpinage, as also spy foo and other quick to grabs, they don't go into deep folders. So if you have a brand hotel or you're competing with a brand hotel, it really uh, doesn't go deep. It'll only go to the brand top level domain. It won't go into your property's domain. Uh, or folder or page. So therefore, you're seeing all of what Hilton does or all of what uh, Marriott does. Um, So it has a bit of a grain of salt when it comes to that. But if you're dealing with an independent competitor, uh, it's great to see what they are doing. Uh, It does break down their best performing ads. It does give the anticipated cost of these ads based on the click uh, CPC cost that it pulls from Google, from Bing. Uh, It also gives you a good reference point for um, who you are competing with and who your competitors are also competing with because it goes, you know, like it layers of an onion and so forth. it also sees industry trends, so it'll look at larger scales in comparison to you, based on, of course, obviously, hospitality industry. It gives you a good chance to kind of take a peek at that as well. Um, also, does a user journey report, which is kind of interesting, which kind of goes through the processes of uh, a kind of, I wouldn't say a mock, but a very stylized uh, attribution string. Uh, as to how it goes through what the processes their competitors are going through. Um, it's a neat lead, lead gen tool, but again, it's a good stick in the sand if you're looking at if you're looking at independent websites uh, in what they're doing for paid campaigns. Uh, that's iSpinage.com. The third tool today is a good tried and true, and that is socialinsider.io. Social insider is my go-to social report platform. Uh, It is connected to all major resource uh, social platforms. It gives you an excellent snapshot of whatever social platform, whether it be the TikToks, the LinkedIn's, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, Pinterest, whatever. It will go in and really look at when things got posted, what types of posts they had, what was their engagement of those posts, what was the time of day that things got posted in the calendar years, the calendar days that got posted. It's a great breakdown to do good competitive analysis. Uh, also, self-evaluative tool. If you want to look at a nice overview of what you're doing, uh, if you're not familiar with working with the dashboards on the social media platforms and you haven't integrated it into a BI platform, a, a unified reporting process that shows you all of your social platforms and progress, this is a great short shortcut tool to get you to that, where you literally can take all the platforms and look at all of them in their entirety together, whether it be yourself or your competitors. Uh, it's a great resource tool for really evaluating social presence, uh, especially for your competitors. So that is socialinsider.io, dot rio the next tool, tool number four I like to refer to, is seranking.com. Seranking is uh, one of the strongest uh, tools that I am aware of that will bring down the granularity of SEO optimization for the website that you're putting into it. It it monitors pages. It monitors um, your actual hard granular performance metrics for SEO, not only for yourself, but also for your competitors. Uh, It allows you to look at keyword research. It allows you to look at your your presence of organic value marketing-wise compared to your competitors. Your social organic presence. It does a great job of it as well. Um, It's a great tool to when you want to start grinding down into your SEO Tool functionality. What is my website looking like? What is my said do, site doing? There are other tools we've talked about SEO, uh, like Serpstat and so forth, to really break down the mechanicals of your website. This does a good job of it as well, but it really incorporates in all the other components when it comes to uh, your local, uh, when uh, when you're on Google My Business and and uh, Yelp and so forth, it gives you a good uh, good indication of those as well. So it's a great starting point for SEO analysis uh, for yourself or for your competitors, really. It's a great tool for it as well. So that's seranking.com, S-E-R-A-N-K-I-N-G.com. The last tool is really from Google and that is their tag assistant uh tagassistant.google.com is the actual website Uh, this is exceptionally excellent to look at your site a competitor's site what's actually being tracked on it now it's not the most robust uh tracking tool uh it's a chrome extension inclusion or you can put it into the tool dashboard itself and it'll tell you what's being tracked on it um the cool part of it is that you get a sense of when you're looking at uh, all the tracking codes, you might be surprised that there are things on your site that are being tracked that you may or may not have remembered that you allowed to track your site. Uh, Part of that discovery process of, hey, well, wait a minute, that was a trial we did with some platform we didn't end up doing business with or we stopped doing business with, and they're still pulling data. What? It's a great tool to see what's tracking. And also, to see what's on other sites, to see what they're, to see what, what may be being connected to them. There are other plugin tools that are used for a variety of information. With the Google Tag Assistant, there is a legacy version, and then there's a newer version because of GA4 rolling out. Um, it's a good first snapshot. It's a fast tool. It's good to go over and be able to look at things where you're just doing a quick uh, look at. There's much more robust tools to really break down the actual tracking as to what's pulling exactly what data and so forth and your JSON script and uh, so forth. But it's it's this is a great snapshot tool for it. So uh, the website, again, for it is Tag Assistant, dot Google dot com G-O-O-G-L-E dot com. So there you have it. Five tools brandalizer.com, ispinage.com, socialinsider.io, rankingcom and tagassistant.google.com. And why do we put all these tools together? Well that's because of our technique discussion this week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So five things you need a marketing audit for dun, 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 dun. that is our technique discussion uh our live show today covered also strategically um, uh, auditing which we'll combine it in our review discussion of our live show here in a few minutes but our technique discussion was more granular especially in relationship to the tools that i just mentioned the five things you need a marketing audit for the five things are really categorically what you do within an auditing process um It's interesting if you were to ask three different vendors what an audit would be, a marketing audit would be, you'll get three different answers. There's inclusiveness to some things and a blind eye to some things. And a lot of it, unfortunately, is related to what their service skill set is as to what they refer our value propositions for auditing. You'll find very quickly with all vendors, vendors refer to their strengths and 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 shade over their their weaknesses. Um, most of the things that they audit for are things that are playing to their strength. Uh, they only want to point out the things that they do well, so that they can get you to, to do the business with them because they are good at that part. They tend to underemphasize the things that it, maybe when they looked at uh, an audit pointed out things that you need to do for yourself, but they don't offer those skills so they are less likely to point those things out because that might open the door for you to consider other vendors that have that and what they do in their skill set which makes them inferior selection for you and they change vendors. So it's very biased sometimes as to how audits are presented and unfortunately and we talked about this on the live show as well. Um sometimes audits are done as a slow sales pitch like, "Ooh, look at all the things we found that we do really well but your vendor doesn't and all the things you should be doing that we do well that they're not doing." And it's really just a sales pitch of criticism of what you're doing and how much better they might be at doing it for you. Um so unbiased auditing is very powerful and that's what the final things of auditing come into. And again, these are more consistently considered a part of an auditing process. The first and the easiest to say most certainly is is an SEO audit. SEO auditing is really breaking down your website. Um, How many pages do you have? How are they connected? Are there any actual technical components of your website that are not functioning correctly? Broken links, uh, what's called href tags, uh, uh, anchor text tags, h1 headers versus h2 headers. Is everything working the way it's supposed to be working for what it was supposed to be for? That's a technical component of your website. An aspect of SEO auditing then goes into um, excuse me don't forget the error logs and so forth and as a part of that site structure structured data which is your schema these are all mechanical things speed of your website mobile friendliness of your website these are all technical aspects. Sorry, I did not make sure glaze over those too fast. The other is more of contextual or content value proposition. Do your pages reflect the keywords that they should? Is the content relevant to the content strategy that you have for your website? And also, when we get into the SEM discussion, are they correlated with your marketing campaigns? Does content back up your marketing campaigns? Uh, that's key element to this so you're looking at your citation reviews which is you're making sure that you're distributed on all the platforms that know you like you know Google Maps Bing so forth like that but in addition to um, do you have your Google business? already set up? Are you already in your other platforms like your consumer sentiment platforms like TripAdvisor? And are you already uh, collaborating that content correctly? Um, Do you have proper communication functionality in your site? Are the communication channels that you have, maybe you have a chatbot or an automated chatbot or you have an email capability or form functionality? Do all of that work? That's all part of SEO. Another part to it is compliance, your ADA compliance. Are you Compatible with all the ADA requirements that are associated with your website? Um, And do you have the functionality for it to be in that place? And do you have the disclaimers to show that you're constantly evaluating that to make sure that you keep up with the latest progressions of demand and interest as not only required by law, but for just the good efficiency of people that need those services on your website? And then also... The SEO component for an audit has to do with your presence online. How well do you rank with the keywords that you should be most targeted for? How do you rank in comparison to those that are ranked as well with you? Are you missing things that you should be ranked for? Are you, There's things that you should be pursuing that you're not ranked well enough for. That structure of content and keyword optimization and how you compare to your competitors from an organic point of view is a part of the SEO auditing. The second most consensus aspect of an audit is search engine marketing, SEM marketing, this all goes into and we're keeping paid social, not in SEM. We're going to talk about that in the social context. Well, I like splintering it under social because they're so interconnected that taking paid social, moving it over to SEM, although being similar in, in modality, is not similar in purpose and usage. So SEM search engine marketing is all your paid campaigns. Uh, These are all the platforms that you have on Google and Bing. This is also inclusive of your meta-search programs. Also, your channel segmentation. And I'm not saying channel segmentation from the hospitality side of it, that you have your walk-ins versus your online versus your group versus your uh, corporate versus consortia. That's a different segmentation, related and useful, but not applicable directly as we are talking about your actual channel distribution in marketing your website versus your ad campaigns versus your social campaigns the segmentation of it compared to your meta search that's going on versus your retargeting that's going on um, how it connects to your crm programs going on your funnel work with it how well does your paid campaigns integrate with all the other components? The paid campaign is actually uh, a kind of a connected uh, central to all the other facets so you're doing SEO, CRM, social, because it's the amplification of those other programs via paid programming campaigns. So. When you're looking at these things, you're looking at the diversity of your ad campaigns. Do you have text, image, video? Do you have click-to-call actions? Are all of your ads having related content organically? Do they go to the place that the ad is asking you to act on, like click here, button here, find out more here? Does it go to a place that actually has that content and data? Is it being tracked correctly? In the sense that you have a UTM string that shows campaign source, source, medium, whatever, that is uniform so you can look at your analytics and reporting and see the results of your paid campaigns outside of your ad campaign platform telling you what's going on. Do you actually see the results of those campaigns come to fruition with your website or the content you're directing it to? That's all a part of the SEM auditing process. You also have to look at your travel ad campaigns. A lot of times it's, it's not really thought of in the SEM world that you need to look at what you're doing on your Expedia ads, what you're doing on your Priceline ads. Are you or aren't you doing them? Are you doing group block rate uh, offers, last minute, same day? There's so many variations to the ad types for travel ad campaigns. And people go, oh, I always try to not do anything with OTAs. Or, you know, it's, no, it is a tool in your toolkit, but it's a manageable tool. Relying on it too heavy is, is sloppy and lazy and not productive because of the commissions you pay. But by the same token, timely and riding on their coattails and allowing them to plow through the heavy expenses of of, uh, destination marketing awareness. And you ride into that by paying yourself onto that platform makes it a much more affordable channel of opportunity for production that it creates. This is strategy. That's a strategy evaluation. That's a part of the auditing process for search engine marketing. Um, and again, going to your d- d- types of marketing types, very targeting, dynamic campaign reviews, OTT advertising, very huge component. We've talked about quite a lot on the podcast and on the live show. That's all a part of SEM. So, the the two so far we've hit so is SEO, SEM. And the third, I want to make sure we yeah, we'll continue on. This is also another common one people looked at, although they might put paid social in the SEM, and that is social. Social is in the two sides of things. You have your organic, and you have your paid. The first thing about social is channel identification. What channels are you in? And should you be in those channels? And are they being productive with the traffic that they're generating versus the effort you're putting in for content? You know, why did you get into Facebook or why did you get Instagram? What are you doing with those? What is the context of it? Obviously a Pinterest uh, or an Instagram is a more Smurf related business, possibly group related. Okay. Uh, emotionally connected. Facebook's is more infomercial, um, where you have storylines that are progressive and you grow the engagement from those. Uh, Measurement of your engagements. What are people doing? Are they just seeing it? Are they exposed uh, to your post or do they react to your post? Do they like it? Do they actually share it? That's the golden standard there. Do they share? Uh, It's one thing for them to comment, but do they actually share it with others? Uh, How much is that going on? And what are your true value indicators when it comes to social? What are you measuring those metrics on? And how is that converting in your attribution overall? How much does social amplify your other efforts? And then that goes into the paid social. Um, what is your budget in comparison to what your anticipated value of this is direct, you know socials are not really strong direct channels so how much do you attribute your social efforts paid to amplifying your other channels and how is that correlated to your analytics when it comes to the amplification that social does for you going to your website and does it help it does the traffic there convert and can you identify social as a lead part of your attribution program So that's your third component out of the audits. And the fourth component is CRM, Customer Relationship Management. This is your email campaigns and communication campaigns. This goes into the world of SMS chats, SMS messaging, uh, bot chats, uh, WhatsApp, Uh, your ability from emails and funnels for emails and workflows and retargeting of those workflows so that that the people that don't engage with your CRM find another channel that that you might be able to engage them with because the CRM isn't working. How are you doing on your pre-arrivals, your stays and your post-departures, your lifetime value propositions? What are your communication models? How does it interact with all of your other platforms like your SEM, even your organic? Is there membership rewards? Is there relationship building that you're doing? Do you calculate uh, lifetime value with your CRM? How useful is that customization? Are you creating custom audiences that you're using in your SEM data your, for targeted campaigns or your meta search for targeted campaigns? So it's a very critical component to have that. The This is where it gets into other aspects that aren't necessarily... A, generally, consensus-wise, as being a fifth element, but we're going to put it in there for and this is tech stack review. Now, tech stack review gets fuzzy as to what people think is included with a tech stack review. Usually, it's what are you using for all the components of your business? Your PMS system, your POS system, your CRM system, your CMS system. Uh, how do they communicate with each other? You know, A lot of times these systems don't communicate with each other. So you find yourself very bogged down in extraction of data from one platform to be used in correlation to the extraction of data from another platform. You find some common neutral area. Maybe if you're robust enough, you can use platforms like Zapier or Pabli or IFTTT. Um, which gives you a chance to kind of plug in disparaging different data sources to try to create some sort of BI, business intelligence tool correlation, uh, to see how all those work. Um, How do you create your reporting? How do you use that reporting internally? What does the reporting create for action items? All of these things are aspects of your tech stack review. What does or doesn't get included with it, too, is your analytics and reporting in the sense of, obviously, with GA4 rolling out now, as is for what it's doing, uh, it changes the scope of what you're getting for analytics and reporting. What is it that you're gathering as data? this is where we do differently, and I'm saying this not as a sales pitch, but as a perspective difference. Um, if anybody does include a tech stack review in their auditing, not a lot of places are actually auditing, uh, offering unbiased auditing. They're offering auditing, which sells them, but it you know, sells them their services, but not auditing it says, here's your audit, and we walk away. We try to do the unbiased auditing, which is probably why we're so darn ex- busy right now. Um, we break the tech stack review to not include the following items, and one is security and compliance. Um, the security and compliance auditing is connected to your tech stack review with a dotted line as to who has access to your platforms and are they still relevant at the level that they have access? Like if you, does somebody have an administrative access to your analytics and they are no longer in a role that requires that or worse yet, you have third-party vendors that are still having access to your platforms that no longer are third-party vendors or you had other services that you were brought in and you put them on for a trial or used them for a while, but no longer have a relationship with them, but their their tracking still remains or their ac- their user password accesses to your accounts still remains. It's one of the sloppiest aspects of our industry is nobody keeps track of it. And next thing you know, when one of us comes along and we get hired to come and do it on, we look and says, well, who's all these people? And we start going through it. And most of them either don't remember who they were or weren't around when those people were added in and never knew not to take them off because they were there when they got there kind of stuff and so we'd say well purge them all out because there is compliance issues there are laws and things gdpr included um ccpa and everything else that if you have a data and people have access to it, you should be able to justify not only who has the access but what is the data being used for and where's the security of it being stored so it can't get hacked these are more and more required issues not just for the safety but legally and also from insurance perspective. Insurance binders are going to wash their hands if you are sloppy and they're like, well, we told you to do this, you didn't do this. We're not going to give you insurance coverage for any breach of data. So it's very important that you have these kind of things. And then going back to the whole ADA compliance. Are you being compliant from a security position so that you don't get called out by somebody saying that you're not showing uh, ADA compliance, primarily with your website, but this goes into your CRM, uh, your communications and so forth. Do you give the proper variations to your communications so that it helps anybody that has the needs necessary to understand what you're sending them and what are you doing for other alternative means of communication? So it goes just beyond your website capabilities as well. Um, also in your tech stack review, which is, again has grown into a uh, C, uh, SEO and security and tech stack, is analytics and reporting. Um, because of all of the reporting requirements and data acquisition, there's a security component to the data you're accumulating, as is also an SEO value to the data that you're collecting, as is also an SEM value value as to the data you're using that you're collecting, as is a CRM as to where the data is that you've collected that you're using for communication. So there's this crossover of tech that actually touches everything in some component, and that is the data and analytics and the reporting and the security of all that as well. So that's just the hard course, okay? So when we say five pieces, we're keeping this as a very basic level. This is SEO, SEM, social, CRM, and tech stack. It fragments out into analytics, security compliance, and then there's parts that aren't as clean and clear. And often it's hard to find somebody to actually give you this perspective that isn't trying to sell you their services by showing how well they do stuff. And that's what really their auditing is just selling you what they do. And that is your uh, competitive set and your marketing overview and this is a tie together to your revenue management as is also your marketing strategies because they're both in the same a tool that's being used. You need to know what the revenue strategies are for your marketing efforts as much as you need to know what marketing efforts are related to your, your revenue management strategies. So having a presence of your comp set. For all the categories we just talked about, your SEO, SEM, social, everything else is a critical component to marketing because you need to understand your SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats of you in comparison to them. You also need to understand your marketing overview. How does your market overview overall compare with other similar symbiotic markets? How do you as a destination work? Are you working with your CVBs, your your TDCs, your chambers? Are you collaborating with all the, the tool availabilities? Who audits that? Who checks to make sure that you are doing those things, that you're talking to the chamber, that you're dealing with the local associations that can be helpful for your business? Uh, and that's that goes usually into the realm of the sales department. Your revenue department has to be clear on its goals. Are you hitting your KPIs that the revenue team wants with your marketing efforts? Who's auditing that? Is the marketing self-auditing themselves? That's not good because that means that the producers that they report on, that means that they're control of the full circle of data. You need somebody outside to look at that data. Just as much as you audit revenue management school tools Is like, are you really putting yourself into that tier representation of your revenue management that you plan? Onto? Are you fulfilling what that is? How close is your accuracy of your forecast? Are, is it really within the 3 to 4% that you try to maintain? Is it just willy-nilly like, oh, well, we thought we we're going to do this, but oh, it, we didn't. And nobody calls them out on it. Who looks at that from an audit perspective? That's where it's very important. And then, of course, the one that nobody really does, or actually the reverse of they try to do in a, in a sales pitchy way, is your agency evaluation. Honestly, whether you say the good and the bad and the neutral, how well is your agency the agency that's working for you doing their job? pointing out the things that they're doing well, indicating the things they might want to improve upon, look at the ways to improve how they're doing things for you, and bring to the attention of you and your agency things that maybe neither of you have brought to the table that might need to be addressed because nobody's taking the time to look at it. Agencies respond to questions, but they don't often push in solicitation with the client. They don't want to keep rocking the boat or anything like this. Usually the dialogue gets enhanced when something's wrong. And, you know, usually people think an audit from a third party comes in is because something's wrong. Unfortunately, that is a catalyst to some things. But sometimes it's found out that you just weren't utilizing your agency's full resources as best as you could because you weren't asking the right questions. Agencies learn from an audit because they realized that they could have asked about adding more to what was being done without feeling like they were intruding on the client by offering them more services that maybe they didn't want to buy. Sometimes it just takes a third party outside of those two conversations to really solicit a better conversation between the two of them so there you have it our technique this week five things plus more you need for a marketing audit it brings us to our quick news and show review now this week's hospitality news that you should know so very quickly because we're running on to our 30-minute cycle the strategic value of a marketing audit was our discussion today and we covered a lot of the topics in our discussion today with our tools very similar to what we talked about in the live show without the granularity of the tools but also into the stages of why audits are called, the benefits of doing audits, the unbiasedness that an an unbiased audit, the value proposition that it brings. Had some great discussions about it. I certainly don't want to go over and recash uh, most of the stuff we've already hit on our podcast today as well, but well worth a longer dialogue on the strategic value of a marketing audit. Um, Great additional points beyond what we did today's discussion on technique. So want to make sure you get to catch on that. You can always do that on our hospitality channel TV, as well as on our TV channel, the hospitality channel, live shows on replay is there as well. The news item I want to bring out today is a, kind of an interesting, fun one. New personal, uh, How personalization contributes to increased revenue and profits. Uh, I had this discussion as well on the live show from the idea that you have to constantly evaluate your sources of business. And because we're reconstructing our business models from post-COVID, it's a wonderful time to watch the burgeoning changes in demand and the purpose of travel. I say that from an article came from e Um It was a catalyst of my thought processes with it, the article doesn't go far enough, but it's a great thought-provoking article to give you the idea of, if I really sit back, how can I dissect my data that I'm getting as corporate travel begins to come into my market again to levels that I now see as more familiar previous to COVID. How is it that it's changed? Who is the players changed? Is the purpose changed? Is the durations changed? Is there augmentation to the business travel differently now? Are they standing? Are they not doing their pleasure vacation? Uh, or are they doing their pleasure vacation? Um, things that just give you a nice before and after discussion. That's, I think, the catalyst of the article. That's why I threw it into our news discussion this week. So there you have it. You can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeart Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. The list goes on even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri just asked them to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast and it'll play this episode until the next new episode comes out. No matter which one, uh, which way you uh, listen to the show, whatever platform, if you haven't already, please uh, smash the uh, ratings, high ratings, hopefully yes, and also any comments. It gives us the feedback we need to make sure we're talking about the things you want us to talk about and any insights. You can always get to us at htm.news forward slash talkback there's an audio way of just adding to our show from that you just make your comments answer the questions and we can use it and you tell us how much we can use it or refer to you by name or whatever you tell us the permissions we have of course our podcast this and all of our live shows are in uh, i love lucy forever reruns on the hospitality channel.tv website there you can search by date of broadcast topic and or uh, co-hosts that are with it And of course, on our one and only, the only, hospitality TV station dedicated to all things hospitality as an industry, and that is the Hospitality Channel. You can find it on Roku, Google, Amazon, and Apple. Uh, For anybody that watches our live show, 11.30 a.m. Eastern uh, Friday, and you can do so on Facebook on multiple pages so through HSMII's pages and everything else uh, and others uh, other cl- uh, custom you know com- companies run our show and everything else so multiple Facebook pages multiple YouTube pages uh, Twitter LinkedIn um, they're all we're, we some and we're even on Twitch for those that use their play, their their in media centers as their um they're game centers as media centers. Uh, you can catch us on Twitch as well. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. I thank you for the privilege of your time and I look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 398 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing Gantt in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All right, reserved. Copyright 2023.